I'd waited on the shore for my husband's ship to arrive for over two days now, and there was still no sign. On the third day, I received a message that the ship had gone down with only a handful of survivors. My husband wasn't one of them. It took me a while to realize that I would never see him again, and when it finally dawned on me, I couldn't stop the tears. It was over three weeks later that I heard the news. It was that time of year again. Someone in the village had to either volunteer or be chosen via a lottery to be the annual sacrifice for the dragon, Grayscale. The dragon had made a pact with the villagers that if they supplied a maiden once a year, their village wouldn't be harmed. Believe it or not, we usually had a volunteer come forward. At least, we did for the last five years. These people were honored by the villagers, and their families were treated like royalty for making such a sacrifice. On this particular year, however, there was no one coming forward, and there was talk of having a lottery to choose the unfortunate victim. On the day of the lottery, I had mulled it over repeatedly in my head, and decided that without my husband, I didn't want to live. When the crowd had gathered to hear who would be chosen, I stepped forward and volunteered. Gwyneth, do you do this of your own free will? said the mayor. I do, sir. I have no wish to live in this world without my husband, I replied. The mayor gave a heavy sigh and accepted my pledge. I'm sorry that it has come to this, my child. I have watched you grow up to be the beautiful woman that stands before me now, and I have to say I will miss you, said the priest who had been listening with the crowd behind me. I have nothing to offer the village now that my husband has gone. However, doing this will ensure that my name lives forever in the hearts of the people. I can think of no better way to end my life than to make this sacrifice, I replied. All the villagers wanted to talk to me after that and thank me for sparing their daughters for another year. I slept well that night, which was unusual for me, especially after the last three weeks. I rose to find my escorts waiting for me in the yard. I greeted them with a smile, but didn't receive one in return. I knew all of them, and they knew me. They didn't want to do the job that was assigned to them, but did it anyway. They walked with me to the top of the cliff and in front of the dragon's cave, before tying me to a large pole. After that, one of them banged the gong that was standing in front of the cave to let the dragon know that they had delivered the sacrifice. As they left, they all told me that they were sorry, and that if there was any other way, they would have gladly taken it. I knew all that, of course, but it was nice to hear. Once they'd gone, I stood tied and staring at the cave mouth, wondering how quick my death would be when the dragon finally took me. Nothing happened until twilight, and then I spotted a light, which was clearly made from fire lighting up the cave's entrance. Moments later, I saw it for the first time. I hadn't realized how big it was or how scary looking. I watched it walk slowly but deliberately towards me and stop a few feet away. I tried to take in its immense size and found myself impressed with the sheer wonder of it all. Wow, you truly are a magnificent beast, aren't you? I said, fully expecting it to chomp me any second now. It just stood there staring at me and breathing heavily. I couldn't help wondering what it was thinking about and why it hadn't eaten me yet. Then the strangest thing happened, and something I simply wasn't expecting. It started to change shape and to shrink down. 
First, its wings folded up into its back to merge with the rest of its body. Its legs seemed to move inside its body, and its head began to reform. It took a few moments, but suddenly I saw a new shape appearing, and there before me stood a very tall and good-looking muscular man.'